Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Scaredy Chat, the podcast where we talk about all of your childhood fears, plus some things that are scaring us today. This week on the podcast, we are taking it back in time. We are going back to our very first episode, our very first Scaredy Chat, if you will. And on this episode, my co-host, Monica Suryagi, and I talk to Benjamin Norris. He is a hilarious actor on Never Have I Ever, Netflix's hilarious sitcom with Mindy Kaling as executive producer. It is one of my favorite high school shows that I've seen in the last few years, and I am a teen drama connoisseur, so it's saying a lot. But first, we have a little bit of an updated story to share with all of you guys. Listen up and stay scared, scaredy cats. Caitlin, everyone who listens to Scaredy Chat by now knows that you are a theme park fanatic. But sometimes, you know, a day at the theme park goes a little awry. Dare I say it gets a little spooky. And I know you have a story like that. So please share it with us. Yes. Okay. So I, as Monica mentioned, I'm a big theme park person. And I think it started when I was young because my family and I, maybe like every like three years or so, we would go to Florida and we would go to Disney World and we would go to Universal. Um, Maybe not every three years, but like on average, like three to five years. And one year, I must have been like four, like four years old probably, we went to Universal and they had this attraction, which was an Alfred Hitchcock. It's called Alfred Hitchcock Making of the Movies. And it was a show all about, you know, Alfred Hitchcock movies, um, like playing homage to them and just, you know, learning how I guess things happened. I'll be honest, I do not really remember it that much about the show itself. However, I do remember something very distinct. So in these shows, they always have like audience me- participation. So audience members, you know, if you're sitting in a specific seat or if, you know, you get just, like, called out in the audience, like, they will bring you up and you will be in the show. Ooh. So, yeah, it's super fun. And I'm sure, like, I've never been picked. Actually, I probably have been picked, like, once. But I always was, like, the kind of kid who was like, ooh, like, how fun would that be? Like, you know, everybody gets to, like, look at you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, as a child, I don't know if I feel that way now. <laughs> um, but in this case, uh, my dad got selected. And so he, you know, was taken backstage. We didn't know where he was. I was, I'm sure, fine with that. But during the show, they had a scene from Psycho. And he they gave him, like, a shower cap and I guess like a towel or something or a bathrobe probably. And he was in the shower and he was dressed like a woman and they opened the the curtain and I guess they had like, they mimed like somebody stabbing them with a knife or whatever. And that, that for some reason freaked me out, but it did not freak me out because I was like, oh, my dad is in danger. I was convinced that my dad was now, like, this woman that I didn't recognize. (laughs) Like, I remember it so distinctly being like, no, like, where is he? Like, where did he go? Like, that's not my dad now. Like, my dad put on. And I look back and I'm like, Caitlin, like, what what did you think was going to happen? My dad then, like, was in his normal clothes, was not in this wig, was not in this, like, weird shower cap. (laughs) But for some reason, I just found it super unsettling. I was like, Dad, no, I was like, no, you're in a costume. Like, now you're gone. And maybe it's because my parents, like, 
were not big costume people. Like, I had never seen my dad, you know, dressed up like a werewolf or anything like that. Uh So my, like, little child brain was just super, super confused. But I just think the reaction that I had was, like, so extreme. How how old were you? I think I was, like, four. I mean, there's a picture of me. There's a picture of me, like, from that trip because I... Like, I, I universally have, like, all the universal monsters, like, walking around, or at least they did at the time. So they had, like, Frankenstein, and I have a picture of, like, me being held by my dad, like, next to Frankenstein. So I was, like, really young. Wow. But but it's just such a weird thing. Like, I remember it really distinctly, and I remember this, like, irrational, like, upset, like, like mindset. I was like, oh, my God. Like, my dad is, like, now... Like, he's always going to be in that bathroom. <laughs> oh, no. My dad's the just... lady from Psycho that gets stabbed forever. I, you know, I don't even think I realized that, like, that's what happened. Like, because, I, because you know, when you watch Psycho now or when you see, like, an homage to Psycho or a parody to Psycho, the dun, 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 like, that sound is so, oh, that's, like, the stabbing sound from Psycho or whatever. So... But at the time, I was a kid. I had no idea. Like, I had never seen anything, like, psycho-related before. You couldn't appreciate the genius of Alfred Hitchcock as a four-year-old? I really couldn't. (laughs) Though it's funny because I remember, like, probably not that long after that, being at my grandparents' house watching Rear Window, which I think is actually, I mean, maybe not a more fucked-up movie, but I feel like a more realistic movie, maybe? I don't know. And I remember being like, oh, I feel like I could really appreciate that, even though I am a child. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know, something about it just, I was like, I don't like my dad in costume. Like, I was like, he has to, he always has to wear, like, a polo shirt and, like, cargo shorts. And that's, that's how he has to dress. And boat shoes. He, boat he wears, shoes. Yeah. I mean, you've seen how my dad dresses. Yeah, like, I mean, he's it's, got a vibe. He's got a he's very, got a vibe. it's very Queens. <laughs> he's got a vibe. <laughs> he's got a vibe. I think, I think that's what it was. I just didn't, I didn't get my dad's vibe. It felt like the John Riley vibe went away for a minute. And uh, yeah, but it was a very weird thing. I don't know. I, I think that we all have to be very conscious of, the weird stuff that freaks kids out. I mean, I'm not saying shelter them, but like when you see a kid crying like on an airplane or crying at like the supermarket and they're just being like crazy. And I don't really like kids, so I'm not usually (laughs) sympathetic. But like looking back, I'm like, yeah, like there are just some things that kids are like, like you just freak out and you don't know why and your emotions are all over the place. And it takes a while to figure out what about that thing triggers you. Yeah, yeah. And, like, looking back, I still am not totally sure, but I, I think, think I was afraid. Just, you just were afraid your dad was gone. And he just, yeah. he really disappeared into the role, you know? He disappeared into the role. Exactly. You know, my dad and my mom are now, like, looking into doing, like, central casting stuff because they're <gasps> retired. They totally should. Apparently, it's very hard to get into it. Like, like um, they keep trying to, like, do it for fun. And they keep trying to sign up just to be, like, extras. And they say they, like, refresh the website. And then it's, like, the roles are gone. Like, immediately. I'm like, that's a bummer. It's, like, basically free labor at that point. I think they pay them, like, $100 a day, maybe. For, yeah, like, it's, it's nothing. So. It, it's For what you're doing, it is nothing. No, but I think that they should do it because I think it would be really fun. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be really funny. Your dad should put this Hitchcock experience on his acting resume. I think so. I my dad actually asked. I think it was 
Was it when, did you guys need extras for something? Maybe somebody needed extras. Um, yeah, we and- did. We recent. What did we need extras for recently? I know it was something where my parents would have been like appropriate for it. Um, but oh, it was the my- music video to fill the party. Yes, my dad was like, "Oh, would I get my SAG card?" And like, I don't think he was kidding. Like, I think he was legitimately serious. Well, like- <laughs> to the Rileys, when I have a project that will get you your SAG cards, I'll be sure to hit you up. Yeah, that's that's all he wants. That's his, his secret dream. Amazing. So, so random. So funny. And thus, a horror lover was born. So this week on Scaredy Chat, we have Benjamin Norris. He is an actor on the show Never Have I Ever, where he plays Trent. And you may recognize him from NBC's Superstore, where he plays Tony. And Benjamin Norris has a very twisted fear that some of you may identify with, especially if you've seen a certain 90s action film. So get ready, because we are talking to Ben all about his fears. Ben, welcome to Scaredy Chat. Ben, can you talk to us about the thing that you were, or were, or maybe still are, I don't know, afraid of as a child? Sure. Um it, it was storms, specifically tornadoes. Uh, although I grew up in New York where there are very little to no tornadoes. But when you're seven years old, you're like, no, 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 that shit could happen anywhere. Oh, yeah. So, like I live in an eight story. <laughs> I like I live in an eight story walk up. That doesn't matter. A tornado is going to get me. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. yeah, exactly. So um yeah, I mean, I, I I saw the movie Twister at way too early of an age, and it really messed me up. Yeah, did you see? Yeah. Did you see the movie in theaters? Did you see it on TV? No. So, um, so what happened was uh, my sister was having a sleepover with her friend, and so her friend came over, and I want I always wanted to be with my sister and her friends because she was two years older than me, and her friend brought over a. A, a very fresh new VHS of Twister. And uh, I didn't care what the movie was about. I just wanted to hang out with Nicole and her friend. Um, That's and, lovely. Uh, and, and you know what? At that age, I, I do think that was the, she must have been around 10 at that point. So that was definitely the age where she started being like, no. But for whatever reason, that night, I was allowed to like stay and watch a movie with her. And I should have known that the night was going to go sour because her friend brought over microwavable popcorn and my family still didn't have a microwave. And that should have been like an omen for like, like, no, get out, get out. Like it's already off to a rocky start. Um, (laughs) And uh, the first scene in that movie, which I relived earlier today to prepare for this. Oh, thank uh, you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I I was just like, I just have to make sure it was as terrifying as I remember it. And you know what? It it is very terrifying. (laughs) So, you know, the movie opens up with a young, you know, a a little girl in her family's farmhouse and a twister is on its way. And the family gathers together and goes down into their storm cellar and uh, uh, it doesn't end well. And um, that freaked me out. Out. Like, can we talk about it, can we talk about exactly what happens? Because I know that you have this memory. I also have a, a story about this specific scene. So let's just describe <laughs> that scene because it is honestly the most fucked up shit ever. It's really fucked up. So and it didn't need to happen. 
It really nope. didn't need to happen. It did not need to happen because, you know, I guess the rest of the movie, Helen Hunt's character is, of course, there's an obsession with storms because this happened to her family. But like, it's pretty gratuitous, you know, like, yeah, like the, totally the family, is. like the family, like they're like panicking, which they should have been. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like they didn't oversell it, but they're like panicking. And first off, the dog, like they forget the dog. They and forget it's just, like, their dog. Guys, never. You, I would never forget my dog. It's a small so dog. Like, they they forget the, the dog. dog. They're running to the storm cellar. The dog like finally makes it. And then, you know, they're down there. They're huddled together. And the doors, like the hinges are kind of like a little sketchy. And the wind's picking up. And so the father goes to just like make sure that the door is shut. And just like in an instant, <laughs> the father just gets the door gets ripped off and the father goes with them. And like the girl is watching this happen. You know what I it's mean? Absolutely. Like, no, it's absolutely horrible. And somebody, I forgot where I heard this or was watching this. We're like laughing, but like, you know, that family was literally <laughs> torn apart. Um, my family was literally. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't, like, did they ever find the? I'm sorry, this is so dark, but like, did they? I'm sure they find little pieces of him all over. Oh, yeah. I don't know what. That's the sequel there. that will be made soon. It's going to be like a prequel. Oh, that's horrible. Yes. But like the thing that that is so it's not funny, I guess. But the thing that is uh, you know disturbing about the whole thing is that apparently, you know, people are pointing out that like there's no reason for him to secure the door. That he like, did they, not need to do that. Like, why he do it? No, they like, could have just huddled in the corner exactly. of the storm cellar, and the door right. would have ripped open, and they would have been fine. Right? They wouldn't have all gone like back. It's not like space. It's not like right. Like this might be. I think this is the second most debated door in movie cinema. Oh my god, that's so true. The first being Titanic. The Titanic door. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's a good everyone's point. like, he did not have to hold on to that door. Why is he I holding know. the door? <laughs> and then in Titanic, it's like he should Why are you the holding door? the door. Why aren't you on the door? Exactly. Because like, he was a gentleman. Like, that's why. It's true. Chivalry is dead, literally. <laughs> yeah, no, please. Sh- chivalry died with Jack. That's what happened. I, Atlantic? Yeah. I also just never I never really understood the thing about twister where like helen hunt's character becomes obsessed with twisters wouldn't you be like fuck i never want to see another goddamn twister my yeah, entire life it's not like her dad was murdered and he she's gonna spend <laughs> right. the rest of her right. life trying to yeah she's not her. like trying to like avenge her yeah exactly avenge her it's father the weather it's weather like you can't do it <laughs> like what are you gonna do once you catch the twister because they're she's literally like a storm chaser yes yeah, like that's chasing, her job yeah. But like, what are you like? Are you, you can't really? That's that thing. It's like I'm sure that this movie was successful, but like, you can't actually like cha- you chase it to like take pictures of it, but you can't actually catch it. And if you did catch it, what was going to happen? Like what? Yeah, nothing. Right. So that's very true. Yeah, like it's, I kind of I, I do kind of <laughs> I do kind of wish the movie went in the direction of like when Hull and Helen Hunt finally like got up close to a twister, she should be like, "Hey, <laughs> I listen." You're tearing families apart. I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> like it's it should just ended with her monologuing at the twister. That's how it should have ended. I'm not afraid of you anymore. But instead, it ends in this like serendipitous, beautiful. She's 
even at such a young age, the whole ending where she's looking, I'm like, I'm like seven years old. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's possible. No, I think it's just I like, don't being more careful. Like be a, more cow, careful. a cow flew in the air and like Helen Hunt could hang on to. A yeah, it's Helen Hunt. Come on. Dude, but also, so like, we're just saying now that like storms don't have feelings. You can't right. get vengeance on them. Right. But at Allegedly. the same but at the same time, I feel like the storm in the climax was like coming for them. Right. Like yeah, it's like, purposeful. They cannot get away from it. Their only their only feelings are are pure hatred of cows and also Helen Hunt's dad. Yeah. So <laughs> did you guys ever go to Florida's uh, Universal Studios in like the 90s, early 2000s? There was a couple of rides at that theme park that were like borderline traumatic. Um, like they also had the Mummy, which I love that movie. I don't know if you guys have, you know, of course, Brandon Fraser, Rachel Vay. I can't remember it. I feel like Monica, I saw it, Monica. But I can't remember it. You I just remember Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Just kidding. He's not dead. No, he's not dead, but he's not as busy, <laughs> I guess, as he was. But he's less he, busy. He's so charming. Like Ian and I. Ian is my fiance, which both of you know, but um. No one else knows that they're listening to this podcast, <laughs> unless it is Ian. So Ian and I rewatched like the franchise kind of recently, and he's super charming. But like the mummy also had this thing that I was afraid of, and I really thought that it would be a real fear. Where it had um these scarab beetles, like, they're like these little like black beetle things, and in the mummy they like get under your skin, and then you have just like beetles like crawling over your skin and they have a ride also that is like themed like that and the bugs are a huge part of it so i really thought twisters and those bugs were gonna be like a huge problem for me in life and it turns out i've never encountered either of them right these movies really make you think like i'm gonna have to deal with tornadoes and bugs and sharks and dinosaurs and they're just gonna all be there and i'm gonna have to maneuver around all this shit to become an adult and that's just not true like quicksand like that's like the the running thing right like i thought that would be a huge issue i've never experienced quicksand and i feel like if i did experience quicksand it would be a very different kind of situation from from what i think it would be like which with i i think it's just going to be like i step in it and i slowly sink to my death but i don't if you move you worse Right. So I'm like, I don't know. I'd be fucked. So I think quicksand was like the boogeyman for a while. I think like back, I'm pretty sure like in the seventies it had like, it was really hot for a while, you know, like quicksand was hot, you know, like (laughs) you want a scary movie, like throw some quicksand in there and like kill one of the bad guys in it. Yeah. Kill one of the bad guys, make them squirm. So, you know, quicksand like tornadoes have a personality and it's just mean. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know why. They're, they're here for one reason and one reason only. That's to destroy. That's all they're here for. They need therapy. They need to know, you know, hurt, hurt natural disasters, hurt people. So, well, you know, my my parents tried to tell me that, like, I don't really have to be afraid of tornadoes. And then actually, not long after I saw Twister, um, there was like a tornado warning in New York. And I, it, I was even more afraid because I was leaving my friend's house that day. I distinctly remember this and I'm walking to my parents' car 
And my friend's dad loves anything scary. He's a major horror guy. So even storms, he just, he loved, he used to love to scare us any chance he got. I'm walking to my dad's car. I, I remember this. I'm like seven years old. And he goes, and watch out. There's a tornado warning tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And my dad's like, don't, don't worry about it. And that night, my parents woke us up and they were like, we got to go down to the basement because like, it sounds scary out there. This is obviously my mom's decision because she is very afraid of storms as well. There was not a tornado oh my that God, came wait, across my neighborhood. Were they? Well, were you out? worried that your dad was about to get ripped out of your basement? Because <laughs> I would have. Yeah, I yeah, know <laughs> exactly. This is your worst fear. Okay, so I actually I specifically remember just that my fear was that like we didn't have a storm cellar, we had a basement, but in my head. It's just like the only way to survive a tornado is a storm cellar. Yeah. So I was like, we have a basement, not a storm cellar. Like if it comes through, like it's game over for all of us, for the whole <laughs> Norris family. Like it's game over. Oh, no. Did you have a dog at the time? Was your dog with you? No, we had a cat, but was our, cat cat's okay? name, our cat's name was Jenny. Jenny was not a fan of humans. So I <laughs> doubt, I doubt Jenny followed us into the basement. Honestly, I'm sure know. I'm sure Jenny was sitting upstairs because like cats like have like they know things. Oh, yeah. I'm sure cat Jenny was probably like these idiots think yeah, there's a tornado they, coming. They think that if the tornado <laughs> came. Yeah, like Jenny knew. Jenny knew. <laughs> she That's was kind fun. of amazing. So your mom kind of indulged this fear a little bit. I, th- I think so. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my father always like, so, you know, just to say now I've come around, I, oh, okay. <laughs> especially living in LA, like, especially living in LA, like, you know, I'm, I miss storms. I miss weather. Um, and so anytime it rains here, I love it. I love seeing the storm clouds roll in, but, but you know, when I was younger, my sister and my dad, they were totally fine with storms. They welcomed them. My mom, my mom always did a really good job of trying to hide her fear because she didn't want us to get residual fear. Um, but um, I do think that there were times where uh, she could have hit it a little better. You know? Maybe just when she woke you up and took you to the basement in the middle of the yeah, night. No, I mean, <laughs> we actually recently spoke about it and I was like, mom and dad, was that necessary? I just want to know, like, was it necessary? <laughs> I'll tell you the exact moment that I told myself, you have to stop being afraid of storms. It was a very, very, very embarrassing moment. Um, I was a soccer player growing up. My, at one point, my father was my coach. And so we were having soccer practice. We were there with a, a bunch of teammates. And it was the beginning of practice. And these really scary storm clouds started rolling in. And like the rain didn't come yet, but like you could tell it was about to be bad. And all the kids, I mean, we, I must have been like 12 or whatever. And all the kids are like, oh, look at the storm clouds. Oh, it's about to rain. Like, and I, but I'm not laughing. Like, I'm freaking the fuck out. Oh, God. I feel and, so bad for so, your younger and, self. And, and like no one's parents there except for my dad because he's the coach. So he's like, all right, guys, let's let's uh, let's all like, I don't even know if my dad had a cell phone at that point. Maybe he was like, let's all go into my car and we'll figure it out from there. My dad had a little Toyota Corolla. So we we go to the car. There's like nine of us trying to pile in. There's nine of us trying to pile in. My dad gave me the keys earlier when we got out. And my dad's like, where's the key? And I couldn't find it. I'm like, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. And and everyone's laughing. And I just yell out, guys, if we die, it's my fault. And everyone, (laughs) all the teammates just start laughing at me. And I remember thinking like, 
you got to curb this dude. Like you got, you, like you got, you're not dying. Like you're not, you know? And that was, that was really the moment where I was like, you have to like, you have to figure this out. You, you got to figure this out. So that it started to like, affect your life. It started to affect your daily life. It did. It did. That was the moment where I was like, we're turning it around. We're going to turn this around. I love that. That's like such a beautiful full circle story. Um, Ben, I think we have some other things that we want to ask you about. Are you open to that? Very open to it. This is very therapeutic. Okay, good. Amazing. Let it all out. I'm letting it all out today. So we have a game. Um, It's just a very simple game, but, you know, take these as open-ended questions. Don't, you know, feel free to say, you know, expand upon your answers. We're calling this chill or chilling. Um, and basically we're going to ask you if you're chill with this or if this is chilling as in to the core, yeah, to the core, like a storm, if you will. Okay. Monica, you want to go first? We'll take turns. Yeah. Okay. So Ben chill or chilling Halloween horror nights pre COVID. Uh, chill. Chill. So you go. Love, love uh, haunted house. Gr- gr- growing up, I would go to these kind of kind of things. Wait, is no, that you what you were asking about? Halloween, yeah, Halloween, Halloween Hornets. Hornets. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like gr- growing up, we used to go. Uh, so, like I said, I'm from New York, and there was this uh, <clears throat> Rockland County. That's not where I'm from, but it's near me. It's a very heavily wooded area, and they had this really cool. Um, kind of like Halloween festival every year called uh, Forest of Fear. And you would go and it was the kind of place just like that. It was the kind of place there was multiple uh, haunted houses, like scary guys walking around with like chainsaws. And like, I mean, back then, like they were literally carrying around like like guns and stuff. And it was like, oh my God. definitely, de- I'm sure they've <laughs> like, cha- I'm sure they've changed that since then. <laughs> But um, yeah, they probably don't I, carry around guns now. <laughs> I, I don't believe <laughs> like they, they do. I mean, I, they would. I'm like 11 years old. They're like chasing me with with uh, with chainsaws. But um, but uh, I, you know, I do get kind of an, an adrenaline rust from from the whole Halloween thing and haunted houses. I do enjoy it. So I had been to this haunted house for like three years in a row, and every year I had begged my friends to come with me, and every year everyone said no. But Basically, it's this haunted house in the OC where you have to sign this like huge waiver. Maybe you've heard of this or been to I've it heard before. Yeah, it's multiple pages long. Yeah, it's, it's more than one page. <laughs> and basically, are they, they allowed can, to like touch you? Oh, not only yeah, can they touch they can you, electrocute they electrocute you. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's called the and seventeen they put bugs floor. all over your body. So. So, yeah, so we went and Monica and I, even though I think I'm so cool, we got these necklaces that like you can wear them and that says like they can still touch you, but they won't electrocute you. Um, But Eric did not do that. And so he they also wouldn't put they wouldn't put bugs on you. So so Eric, who is brave, has this necklace on or doesn't have the necklace on. And so he's allowed. No, he had, he had one. Oh, but he tucked it. But he tucked it into his hoodie. Right. So he was like, I I can take it out if I can't handle it, but I want to see what'll happen. But my favorite. Everyone, everyone else in our group has the necklace. So they can't do anything to any of us except 
him. So they're focusing all the energy on him. And he's getting, he got tased like many times, yeah. like more than he would have if all of us could have gotten tased. So like there was the, one room. The room. There was one room. Yeah, good. So there, the there's laser. this room where you, we all, this is a fucked up haunted house. It's fun, like, recommend it when it's not COVID time because I think they did open last year and I don't think I would have gone, but. Um, Sounds like Orange County. Yeah, right. It does. It does. That's the scariest <laughs> part, honestly, of it. But so there is a room where you're sitting in like a circle, like in these chairs, like basically electric chairs. And it has like what like metal or something like your hands are strapped down and it has metal and then you get and like there's a, a band around your head too yeah, it's super fun so you get like a keypad and everybody so they keep telling us like press like a certain button they were like press the button and i was like what <laughs> button i don't know what's going on what do you mean so we press, press the button up. and it all shocks eric and it's so sad <laughs> Oh, so you Basically, you all shocked yes. him like Milgram experiment yeah. style, but real. That's, that's fucked up. Because yeah. we we could have chose if we all were really playing, we could have chosen each other. But <laughs> since only he was playing, we all had to choose him. <laughs> that is taking one for the team. But he didn't know. Like he 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 didn't know. He didn't know. None of us understood. No, no, yeah, until like looking back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like this is the kind of place where like some groups go in as friends and leave as enemies. Yeah, yeah. for sure. This could yeah. ruin relationships. Yeah. But honestly, Eric's like so champ. It was kind of like so, except for the not murdering anyone part. But yeah, it's uh, no one died. Yeah. But Ben, if it's open this year, I will definitely text you because I'm still going. So I'm, I'm, uh, fun. I'm definitely <laughs> intrigued. Okay, so this is a just a very simple one. Um, we can you can pick the movie, but watching a horror movie by yourself at night, chill or chilling? Chilling. Chilling. So bad. So no. Yeah. You don't but, do that. Well, well. Okay, so I think I'm confused by the whole like it is chilling, but I would still do it. But okay. but I would have if I would do it, I have to say chill. I guess so. Yeah, I think that if it's if you're chill with it, or if it's too chill, like you know, I'm gonna switch. To, I'm gonna switch to chill though. I, okay. A few years ago, I had kind of a horror movie renaissance where I kind of like took back my. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna enjoy them, and and now I do. Now I do. Is there a movie that you won't watch? That's not Twister, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, for the the movie that really messed me up f- when it comes to horror movies, like. The Sixth Sense ruined horror movies for me. I, I watched love that way the too Sense. young. But but if and I and even when I started watching horror movies, I wouldn't watch it because of how badly it scarred me as a kid. And then I was actually just telling my girlfriend earlier that like two two years ago, maybe I was I sat down and I was like, I'm gonna watch this alone. And I feel like I I took it back. And uh and it that movie is like incredible. Like that's an incredible. Then it's not just like sc- it's it's not just scary. <laughs> yeah, it's not just scary. It's 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 really it's like really an amazing movie. It's cerebral and it's just like yeah, the acting it's is sad and it's sad and it's yeah. Um, Tony Collette is like I love her horror queen of horror. She's among my top the best. actors. Little sometimes my favorite movie. So United like, States of Tara. She's amazing. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. So so. Six cents. I finally like took it back and and uh, yeah. Have you ever thought about like 
okay, what if I just did, like, a horror movie? Like, what your role would be? Like, let's talk like classic slasher, I guess. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Yeah, classic slasher, slasher, which archetype are you? So, funny you should say that. I, the first feature film that I did was a horror movie. I think I knew this. It's called yeah, WTF. WTF. Yes, you're okay. And I, <gasps> I knew that. And I played, and I played the exact archetype that you think I would play. I played the stoner. I played Jake the stoner, <laughs> and uh, I had the most fun uh, shooting that movie. It was very, very small, like little indie B slasher movie, and it was so much fun. And I think, I really think that was the kind of time that I was like, I want to revisit horror movies now that I've done one and been behind the scenes in one I I, uh, I have a new newfound appreciation for them I so can where, totally where see that character <laughs> where does your character land in the death you know what order Sequence. how far did you make it I mean yeah. I I made it I'm I, I I'm the last uh I'm the last one you're the final is, girl final boy I, so we have a final boy in our midst oh my god amazing. Um, that's yeah. horror royalty. And it's a great, it's a great death. It's a fantastic, I mean. Oh, so you do I... die. So you, well, spoilers, oh, but you do die, that, I guess. Is that okay to spoil? Can I? I mean, that's Probably. up to you. If the movie's yeah. out, yeah, up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I would love to tell the quick story of yes, shooting please. my death scene. I would love that. Uh, so since it was a very small budget, um, and uh, the way spoiler alert, the way I die is I get my intestines ripped out. Oh yes, and a um, good way to go. And because it was such a cheap movie, we only had one prosthetic, so we had one. <laughs> we had one shot at this, and uh, they put the they put the um, the blood capsule in my mouth, mm. and you have to bite it at the certain time at this you know at the point and. Uh, and so I'm on my back and the killer is on top of me ripping my intestines out. And uh, and it was time for me to bite the capsule. I bit it, but it slid to the back of my throat. So I immediately started gagging. Oh. And and I started oh, gagging. No. And I, I really thought that I was gonna throw up on my co-star. Oh, and, um, and so scene. I'm so I'm <laughs> gagging, but I also understand that this is it. Like we only have this opportunity. And so I just kind of actually stopped breathing so I would like you know and then I died and I I did I did the death and then the director yelled cut everyone starts clapping and they were like that's awesome and I spit it out and I was like I was legit choking I was you almost actually died I like almost and it was and honestly like I wouldn't have had it any other way like what a great like what a great moment for me to be like wow this is this is indie movie making right here. Yes. It's finest. Yes. You know? We just wanted to, you know, we want to wrap every episode up by talking about what is scaring you right now. Like something you're afraid of today or something scary you saw in the news or in the world. What's scaring you right now, Ben? Okay. So um, I got, I got kind of two answers for this. Uh, there's one thing that I'm always afraid of, and that's the big one, the big earthquake hitting LA. So oh, I'll, God. I'll think about that multiple times a week. Um, and uh, actually, every time I leave LA, either to go home to New York or to visit someone, I secretly hope that the big one hits when I leave. LA. You mean where <laughs> all of us are still living? Yeah. Yes. It, listen, as long as you're gone. It's yeah. not personal. It's Thank not you. personal. <laughs> I know it's personal. So. Okay. <laughs> There's so many people still here that I love. But if I had to choose 
be there or don't be there, I would choose don't be there. <laughs> so, Have you, isn't there a movie Earthquake or something? Also, maybe there's not. Maybe that's not a real there's thing. San Andreas, which is weirdly also a video game. There is a movie. There, there is, is San a ride. San Andreas. There is a ride at Universal that's also Earthquake. Or it was. I don't think it exists anymore. I don't know if it, I don't know if it, is that in Florida or here? It was in Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I would think about wow, Universal you really Studios. know you're on top of the you're on top of the Florida <laughs> Universal knows rides. rides. I she do. knows her rides. Of Although she says she doesn't design rides, but <laughs> I know your tricks. Yeah, my secret, my <laughs> secret life as a prolific ride designer. As an engineer, a roller coaster engineer. <laughs> I'm an imagineer, yeah. you guys. This has been so wonderful. I, I I think this podcast is such a great idea. And um there's just endless, there's endless, uh, endless material for this. So I think you guys are going to have so much fun doing this. Thanks, Ben. Oh, Appreciate thank you it very much. I think people are going to love listening to this. I, I genuinely think so. So where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ben A. Norris. Uh, and then, um, yeah, uh, my uh, Never Have I Ever on Netflix, the second season will be coming out eventually. We don't have an actual timeline yet. I'm so, I love um, that show. I did not say that, but I just want to point out that I that is a very beautiful and hilarious show, and I think everyone should watch it. We know you loved this episode, and you love that feeling of being scared. So make sure you share this podcast with at least one other person that you want to be scared with. And make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe and rate and review and share it so everybody you were scared with as a kid can be scared with you now. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And hey, if you have a scary story that you want the world to hear, email it to us. Send it to us at story at scaredychatpod.com and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Security Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suryagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer, with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. Hold up. 